What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the She's Unoffendable podcast, where that she is me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton. I'm a law of attraction expert, an alignment life and business coach, a speaker, a realtor, and a soon-to-be published author. I love to help people bridge the energetic gap between where they are and where they want to be so that they can live the life that you've like dreamed of. To find out more about me or how we can maybe work together, you can check out my website at www.she'sunoffendable.com. You can also find me on Instagram at she's unoffendable. Okay, y'all, let's get started. I am ecstatic to be here today with two of my favorite people, two of my favorite real estate agents um, in the company that I work with. And um, so I have Renee Funk and I have Elizabeth Riley two like completely badass people in their own right and in their own way. So welcome ladies. Thanks. You sure know how to make a girl sound and feel good (laughs) today. Like I'm like, we're going to give them the whole deal. You guys are amazing. And you know what I noticed is like, thank you guys both so much for coming on. I know you're super busy. You have lots of things going on. So I appreciate it. Um, And what this series is, so I have like my podcast where I just talk to people just off the cuff, but then I also have this interview series. And what I like about it, it's called like Becoming Unoffendable. And what I like about it is that, you know, people who are like really, truly badass, which everybody has it in them, not everybody's found it yet, um, can like give some some nuggets, some like golden things that have happened. So I love to ask people kind of how they got where they are. And so since my listeners may not know you at all, um, if you guys want to just kind of tell us where, where are you in life and how the heck did you get there? I know it's a big question, but give me the best you got on that. Renee always makes me go first. So before she does, I'm making her go first. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I could feel it. You got to know your energy. You got to be quick with this one. I know. Uh, Well, thank you, Rebecca, for having us on. I I love, love, love um, the focus that you're putting on the conversation. Uh, My name is Renee Funk. I'm a realtor and team leader in the Orlando, Florida market. Together with my husband, we are team leaders of the Funk Collection. Um, I've been licensed for a little over seven years now. And before being a realtor, which by the way, I was like, dragged into the profession, kicking and screaming, because I had zero interest at all in the real estate industry. Um, But before that, I was working in a couple different roles, uh, really heavy in customer service. I was a flight attendant. I don't know if Elizabeth knows that. I know that. I knew that. (laughs) Can you totally, Rebecca, you can totally see her as a flight attendant. Oh, as soon as she said it, I was there with you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Here, here, like whatever the thing is they do with their hands. I can say, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, as, as the stereotype goes, we were just serving drinks. <laughs> right. No, really. Right, right. We were there. We were there to save everybody's asses. But OK, I digress. <laughs> um, so I come with a real strong customer service background. And when Jeff, my husband, said, hey, I'd like you to consider coming on board, either you're coming on or I'm hiring an assistant. Back in the day, I first started about three years working with him as an unlicensed assistant and said, oh my goodness, you're onto something. And then realized actually I did have a passion for it. My passion in this industry has always been the marriage of bringing more customer service features into the real estate industry because let's face it, most realtors have 
some room opportunity for growth there. So I've always been navigating our business with the customer service as intertwined as possible. Um, together, uh, we sponsor the Orlando Magic here, an NBA team in Orlando. And we have just been on a real rocket ship ride as we are with EXP Realty and couldn't be happier. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So gosh, I didn't even know. I didn't know a lot of these things about you. And that's, this is what I love is finding out like, where'd you guys come from? Where, where, where were you doing before? <laughs> so go ahead. So let's, let's hear your breakdown. It's kind of funny because we have similar backgrounds in a way. So um, I am Elizabeth Riley out of Austin, Texas. I'm actually currently sitting in Crested View, Colorado, because it is so hot in Austin, Texas, that I figured if we're working and schooling virtually, I can do that where it's much cooler and has mountains in my backdrop. So um, we're doing that here. But um, I have the Lux Property Group in Austin. I've been licensed a little over 15 years and um, first got started in Georgia. And then in 2008, my husband was transferred to Atlanta to Austin. And so I restarted my business in Austin, but my start in real estate is very similar to Renee's. Um, my husband and I had rental properties and my CPA looked at us and said, one of you needs to get your license. And my background was marketing. And so I was doing really, really cool. Um, I was working for this famous tennis player named Stan Smith. And we had, um, we would do major corporate events around major sporting events. So at that time, during this conversation, I was working on the Greece Olympics. And so when my CPA said, one of you needs to get your license, I'm like, not me, I'm going to Greece, right? I have no interest in real estate. And um, my husband said, well, I've got the corporate job and the benefits and the security. So you need to get your license. And I went kicking and screaming, was not happy at all. Um, so I went and I was in a couple's Bible study and four of them were real estate agents. I asked them all, you know, what do you like about your company? This is what I need to do. What do you think? And um, I ended up going with Keller Williams at the time. Love Keller Williams, great company. Um, I loved my team leader. And, you know, I always talk about people joining people. I really joined because of my team leader, Brad Feynman. Um, and I went, I was there for 10 years. So I stayed at Keller Williams in Georgia. And then when I moved to Austin, and it wasn't until about five and a half years ago, when we were presented the opportunity to launch EXP in Texas, when there was only 400 agents nationally, um, why not? Right. Uh, we, we were the amazon.com real estate. And I was like, well, shoot, like how fun could that be? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work, then I can go anywhere else or start my own brokerage. And, and fortunately for us, um, you know, it worked and I'm having the best time. I love my, my job. I love what I do. It's not a job. It's a passion. Mm -hmm. And like Renee customer service and treating each one of my clients, like they're my one and only is really what drives me. So um, I love the freedom and flexibility that we've had and to still be present with our families and with our kids and um, still do what we love to do. It's, it's just a great, it's a perfect combination. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Because right now we have lots going on with COVID and we yeah. have lots of changes. There's people like, you know, you, Renee, you have little ones, right? Yes. I have two boys, 10 and 14. Are they home or are they going to school? We are distance learning, which was originally for the first 30 days. And then literally yesterday, about 10 a.m., um, Jeff and I both looked at each other almost simultaneously because I had a meeting I had to go in that was critical. Jeff had an incoming call coming in that was critical. I had a teenager on a tuba lesson in the same space. Right. And I had a 
fourth grader saying, I need help with fourth grade math that I can't understand and need to Google. Right. <laughs> we said, valiant effort, white flag, they're going back to campus. <laughs> See, we don't have that option. We don't have that option that going to campus yet. Like I have four in four different schools and oh. two of them are actually sitting right in this room with me, virtual learning, ninth grade and second grade. And it's the same thing. It's my other two don't start virtual until September, but we don't have that option. And so I'm like, one minute I'm trying to figure out how to get the second grader on the right Zoom class. And it's just, it's, it's all, but here's what Renee and I've talked about this a lot. It's not just a group of us. It's not just a few of us. This is affecting everybody globally. And so it's like, let's give each other and ourselves some grace to yeah. get through this. Well, I heard some, I, I saw a post the other day in a real estate group yeah. and somebody said, what do you do? Like, to keep your kids quiet when you're talking to your clients. And I'm like, I'm like the first thing I thought was, why are you trying so hard to keep your kids quiet? Like everybody can relate, especially right now. You know, when I was, when I was homeschooling Zay, it was definitely not a cool thing to do. And it wasn't because of COVID. And so, you know, I always got the slack about it, but what really helped me was just being real about it. Just like, Hey, this is the choice I made. I homeschool my kid. Like my son is at home. If he comes and talks, I'm not so many times, like we get freaked out about that. Right. And it's like, right now I agree with you. Giving people grace is always a good thing, but right now it's like, please. Cause there's some, some mental trauma going on right yeah. now people. So what are you guys doing to keep your mental in space in, in shape? Because what I know is like, you know, you can have all the things and you guys know, I talk about this all the time. You can have all the things, but if you don't feel good, you know, it doesn't matter. So both of you guys seem to be happy. So I'm just guessing that you're happy. You know, you seem, you know, cause you can kind of tell the people who have all the things, but they're just really miserable and you feel bad for them, but you guys actually seem happy and you seem like you have the things and you're really living sort of the life that maybe you didn't dream of, but you fell into and you love it. So mental mental stuff like how do you keep yourself on track um just with everything that's going on but just in general go ahead girl uh-oh you get to go first now that's <laughs> where i was waiting you know for me it's i always say i thrive in chaos when i have a lot going on i seem to do a little bit better but um what i've realized during COVID is i set i was setting really un, unattainable or unrealistic expectations like I had to do it all, right? And to finally let some of that go and say, you're forced to. I was forced to stop, right? And there's not many times when you're forced to stop. And I had to realize really what's the priority. And my family and our kids, everybody's interacting and, and reacting in different ways. Like all four of my kids were, were being affected in different ways from COVID, right? Or shelter in place or pandemic. So what I've realized during this time is just, What's important? Yeah, I'm happy. We're all happy. We're all safe. We're all, we all have these resources. Um, what's been really hard is my business has been thriving, right? And then I have this guilt because I've got so many other friends or other businesses in our community that aren't, right? And so it's like, okay, let's check in on those people. How can we help? I love serving. I love giving. I love being there for others. Um, and so just really checking in on our people and say, okay, I know this is tough. What can we do to help you? Um, that's been really great for my mental, um, because I think when we see how fortunate we are, and even my kids, 
how fortunate we are mm -hmm. um, and we can give back and we can serve and help in other ways. I, I think it's actually, I mean, obviously nobody wanted the pandemic and nobody expected this, but it's actually been really good if yeah. that makes any sense, right? Because it made us get rid of all the busyness in our life mm -hmm. that while it made us seem like we were happy because we were so busy, it was just really a distraction. And so when we, when I don't have to run four kids to different places or sports or things like that, and they can just be kids and we can just hang out and we can just do movie nights and we can just reconnect as a family. That's really, that's really what's been keeping my mental um, focus a little bit more clear and, and, and realizing again, what's most important for me. Yeah, I totally agree. There's you? a lot going on. It's, it's a lot. I think that, so we've been in this situation now for six months. And for me, I feel there's an almost poetic timing in my life. Um, I'm in my mid forties. I've crossed over the mid forties. I'm leaning closer. <laughs> and I know it's been said many times before by others, but and so it may be cliche, but I do think with each decade, as we get older, I've experienced the reality that you stop caring as much about what others think mm -hmm. and you become more comfortable in your skin that I don't have all the answers. The last six months hasn't been pretty. Um, mm -hmm. We're incredibly blessed. We're incredibly fortunate. Our business is thriving. I don't like you know, like Elizabeth said, I don't love saying, well, the pandemic has created this business opportunity, but, but frankly, it has. Um, so business, thank God, good. The internal stuff, the, you know, managing the balance between having a whole family under the same roof, 24 hours a day, not pretty. Um, as far as mindset, I've had like this kind of roller coaster. end of March, beginning of April, I was a mess. And I held on real well until the last month. It's been hard. Mm -hmm. Mindset's been very challenging. Straight up, um, it's been it's been a tough decision to think about where we're placing our kids. You know, I, I maybe made some light natured comments earlier, but the reality is, is every parent you know and every teacher and every school administrator needs the biggest virtual hug you can send them because we're all trying to make decisions to serve the children. And we're all trying to figure out where we fit into this equation. And we have no idea what's right. Keep your kids home, send them to school. It's such a big decision. My heart hurts for everybody. The teachers who are going to school mm -hmm. on campus mm -hmm. learning to provide for us, it's a lot and very heavily on us. And then ultimately we had to just say, we're sending them back because they need that. We have to just understand that there's some risk involved with it. Um, I have full faith in our school administrators and all the teachers, and we're going to make the decision um, and send them back. It's not fun. It's not fun to be in this mindset, and, and it's been tough. I think the biggest thing is just allowing yourself the space. Mm -hmm. And when you're having a rough day, I don't have a problem letting people know. <laughs> Most people around me will share with you. I've been as transparent as possible. Sometimes we just have to say, I, this, I'm struggling. And even though I coach a lot on mindset with my agents, um, and I, I know there's tools and things we can do to stay positive. Not every day is a great day. And we have to just give ourselves that space. And that, well, that's it's also surrounding, it. well, it's also surrounding yourself with people that are supportive, right? And encourage each other. Like 
we're all going to have rough days. But when you know that you have somebody you can lean on or check in on and just just kind of be real, I think that's what's really happening. And being supportive. I mean, Renee, you, you made a really good point. Like parents and teachers, everybody's like, okay, do I leave? Do I send my kids back? Do I keep them home? What's the right decision? The right decision is what's right for you and your family. Yep. And it's not for me to judge Renee saying, oh, you're sending your kids back. It's for me to say, you know what? I know that's a hard decision for you. I'm sure that was a really hard decision. I'm here and I back you 100%. Or for those that are keeping their kids home, you know what? I bet that's hard because like my kids' mental state, I mean, my kids want to be back with their friends and in those environments. And so it's being supportive to those parents too, or those people saying, I know that's a tough decision. We're all here together and we're all supportive. And so it's really getting rid of the judgment, right? Like there's no judgment allowed. There's no space for it. And, and don't compare yourself to what everybody else is doing, right? I mean, I talk about this in my business all the time. Comparison kills joy. But the same thing is here. I'm not going to compare myself to what everybody else is doing. I'm going to focus on what's best for my family. And I'm going to surround myself with the people that are supportive of my decisions. I think too, it's important to remind everybody is we've talked a lot about this um, a lot, the six months that we've been in this COVID check on your strong friends, Mm -hmm. check on your Mm -hmm. strong friends, because even where I feel more comfortable saying I'm having a rough time, even then I'm also the, the juxtaposition for that is I don't like to complain. Yeah. So having a hard time, but I'm okay. Like, that's what I was, I'm having a hard time, but I'm okay. Like, I I got it. You know, it's like, never really let yourself have that moment. So yeah, I agree. Check on your strong friends. Yeah. And I think like, yeah, the, the fear that is going on right now is super, it's like palpable. It's like right there. You can feel it and judgment that goes along with it. And I personally, you know, I think one of the things that we do to ourselves that is just so devastating really is forcing ourselves or wanting to force ourselves to feel better than we do and not just letting ourselves, it's like that whole toxic positivity thing. And it's like, well, if you say that you're having a bad day, it's like, yeah, but there's kids in Africa that are starving. And it's like, yeah, but I still get to have a bad day. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like whether I'm yeah, having yeah. it here with my latte or not, you still get to have that moment of feeling. And we're so quick to compare it to somebody else's to make it seem like, you know, well, you should just find something to feel grateful for. You should write your list of positive aspects or whatever. And it's like, you don't always have access to that. You don't always, you know, have access to that feeling. But when you're around people who, I mean, I don't have very many people and this is, this is let, let, let the cat out of the bag. I don't have very many people that I could call up and say, I'm really having a bad day. Like I really, you know, I'm struggling with this that would not go. Yeah. But you know, and try to talk me up and well-intentioned. I mean, well-intentioned, they're not trying to be jerks or anything, but it's finding those people and being a person like that is like super, super helpful right now. I think it's super important. Sometimes it's important, you know, we talk a lot on the real estate side with the way we're serving our customers and the way we ask the right open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. And then that we must pause and let there be space and maybe not say a reply so quickly. And I think to your point, Rebecca, as friends and when we're checking on others, 
just let them talk. And sometimes it's, wow, I understand how you feel, you know, and, and letting that space be there. Ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I agree with Elizabeth, it's the people around us that pull us through. And if I look back at what has been instrumental the last six months, it's the friendships and it's all of the amazing people that I work with. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, you can be a team leader. That's great. I am literally backed by hundreds of people who help us do what we do, right? And, and all of our team and the way our team collaborates, it's not me, it's all of them. Yeah. Being able to have that is amazing. So, so everybody's crazy in real estate right now. And I know because my business is even crazy and, you know, I do a lot of other things. So um, I, I mean, and I leverage all that out, but I, I mean, it's, it's kind of nuts right now. So um, how are you guys juggling all of that? Because I always say for me, you know, I, I like the distinction of having to school your kids at home during a pandemic versus like homeschooling. It's, there's a huge difference there. It's not the same thing at all because they're sort of like forced on you. Um, so thinking about how that would make me feel if I was forced to do something like that. Not like you don't love your kids, but you know what I'm right. saying? Like you're, yeah. it's like, wait, I have my day. I need, this is, this is my dreams and stuff. So how are you guys managing the influx of business, which is insane because of interest rates and everything that's going on right now? How are you guys managing? Like what tips could you give somebody like a mom who's out there struggling? And I know we're all struggling a little bit, but you know, what kind of tips, what things are like you guys doing or your go-tos that are helping you get through? Work-wise, you're talking about work? Yeah, that's a, yeah, to like yeah. Balance, to work, keep up with it, to, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we have a lot of we have a lot of things coming at us right now. So how yeah. are you sort of managing that um, that whole piece of it? I think our perspectives might might be a little bit different because Renee actually is has a team and is a team lead, right? So her answer is probably going to be a little bit different than mine. Um, for me, I've actually been able to work a lot more efficiently efficiently, and I think people have been um, a little bit more flexible if I'm not available to to go out. And so I'm working a ton virtually. I mean, our company was set up for that. I mean, yeah. you know, our founders said we were prepared for this, even though nobody ever wanted a pandemic. Right. So we have already been operating virtually. So we didn't have that ramp up when this all happened, we could still kind of just stay in our business and really take the time to focus on our clients and call and check in on them. For me though, um, when I'm managing now that see in Texas, we were essential. So we never stopped. Um, now I wasn't going out and showing property. I mean, how we property, Pretty changed significantly. Pretty much everybody was, uh, uh, you know, they're adopting that same um, structure, I guess, if you will. And so for me, what I've done is I'll have agents that are newer or that are learning or that want to shadow me or, um, and they act as my extension. And so I just, I pay them and I um, make sure because they're, the reason they're out there still showing houses and still meeting with people is because they have to have those paychecks coming in. Like they don't have the luxury of just stopping their business. Um, and so what I've been doing is just having them as an extension of me. Uh, and that's why, I mean, in Colorado, I've been here a month. Um, there's, I'm still working. I'm still crazy busy. Uh, they're still making money. They're learning because they're kind of shadowing me, you know, in a virtual sense. Um, and so I've been just surrounding my people, myself with the people that, that um, speak my language, um, are a good reflection of me, if you will, and are eager and, and hungry and 
want to get out there and, and do something. So um, it's worked really, really well for me. Uh, it gives me the balance to be with the kids. And like I said, two of mine are in virtual school right now. Two of them aren't yet. And some of those are empty nesters or they don't have kids and things like that. So their schedule is a little bit different. And so we just work with each person and say, okay, what works for you? This would work for me. How can we come together and collaborate? Mm -hmm. No, that's smart. I think leveraging is always a good thing. What about mm -hmm. you, Renee? Because I know you do have a collection of agents. <laughs> we, we, we do. We have a formal team in Orlando. So um, it's been interesting. I, I agree with Elizabeth. My, my date that's kind of X'd out and circled and has all these squigglies on my calendar is March 12th. March 12th is the day we woke up and a lot changed in our world mm -hmm. here. But one of the um, other blessings that we had is that we didn't have to wake up that morning and say, oh goodness, how are we going to operate our internal business, um, either with uh, the way our logistical business was served or the way we served our agents or the training or anything internally. That was already a well-oiled machine that had been running remotely for the last almost three years or three-year anniversaries next month. So that was a huge, huge fortunate um, side of this equation that I know a lot of others who might have had, whether they're an employee, whether they're you know a real estate agent in a brokerage, wherever it is, the world woke up and said, oh my goodness, as a whole, how do we operate remotely? But we didn't. And that was huge right. because we could go right to focusing on how to help the agent serve the consumer in a new way, because that did change in a lot of good ways that changed. Mm -hmm. um, as far as, you know, tips that I have to juggle it all, just being okay with saying when it's all falling apart and it's ugly. I would say that's the biggest thing. And I like to point that out because I too struggle with that. It's going back to what we talked before is everything's fine. It's, we just want to say everything's fine, right? Mm -hmm. But the reality is sometimes you just have to say it's not freaking okay. <laughs> it's tough and I'm trying to figure it out. Um, we have a team, so we, we hold down the fort for a lot of agents. Um, where I'm a rainmaker. I provide business to those agents. There's, there's a lot of responsibility in that, and I don't take that lightly. So when the agents call, we have to make sure that we're 100% available to them. And then the flip side is I have two kids that I'm managing at home. Um, communication is key. Communication is key. I will say the last six months, we've been working harder than I've ever worked in quite a number of years. Um, but a lot of that is driven by, we believe that you strike when the iron's hot and the iron's super, super hot. As a real estate agent right now, you should be gaining a significant or notable market share. There should be growth happening in your business. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff and I not only doubled down, but we tripled down on some of the um, marketing we were doing in, in a website we launched. And so that also just yielded us this incredible demand. Mm -hmm. um, we're working our tails off right now, but I love it. And I'm grateful because I know that the flip side is not all agents have that situation. Oh, it is so true. But there's always somebody eating. And that, that's what I used to say, because people will give you the reasons why they can't. In fact, um, I was re recently coaching somebody maybe a month or so into the pandemic. And she said to me, well, now that COVID's here, I'm, I'm not going to meet my goals. And I'm like, why? Like, why not? Why, why do we want to make that the reason? So, so since I have you guys and you're like these 
real estate, you know, doing your thing in real estate in different ways. I'm interested to know, and this is just me, like having my own questions that I want to know, how did you guys, um, and I, and I think people would be interested in this. I have a lot of real estate agents that listen. So how did you guys decide, um, whether to do like a team or work as a solo agent? Like what were, what were the criteria that you were looking at that made you go, okay, this is the way I want to go. I don't know that if it was necessarily a want to, because so one thing that Jeff and I, we talk a lot about too with agents is, have, has any real estate agents watching or listening heard that natural progression, you're an individual agent, then you, you build a book of business that probably outgrows you. So you need to bring on other agents, which means you start a team. And, and then there's this thought is, okay, well, you have a team and then you open your own brokerage. And it's kind of this I say it's an old school mindset. It's not wrong, but it is an older school mindset where this is the progress of your career. Mm -hmm. And so if I look back at where we went from just Jeff and I to a team, it really was not driven necessarily on initial choice. It was, we had a ton of business that was growing exponentially at that point in our career and we needed to do it. Mm what I found though, is it's the perfect sweet spot. And for us, it's not, we, we don't have an interest in opening our own brokerage because we are so perfectly poised and supported where we are. So that's where this kind of stops. We don't need to open our own brokerage. We are healthy as a team. We're doing well and thriving. Um, usually one of the drivers though, is, is if it's based on leads, if you have incoming leads and you want to, uh, refer those out and you want to have any knowledge of the accountability and the metrics around where those leads are going and how they're being converted, Mm -hmm. that's where a team is typically born. Yeah. When I know some people just naturally, that's like, they, they think that's what they want. We want a team that's, you know, you see, cause like when I got into real estate, there wasn't any teams, like there was no teams. We didn't, who, who did a team? Like I'd never even heard of it until I was in real estate for quite some time. Like we didn't even have Keller Williams here for a long, when I got in real estate, there was, no, there was nobody here. It was like just a couple, you know, bigger brands here, but, um, but yeah, it's so interesting to me. Cause I think there is a lot of different ways to do business. And Elizabeth, I know you have a different aspect of a team, but not really, which is an also interesting aspect of it. Tate said, um, very excited for a moment. Um, sorry. Okay. Again, family, let's make it all work. Um, just a second. This it's okay because yeah, this is, this is our reality. This is life. This is our reality. Um, so with me, my, my approach was a little bit different. I've always been an individual agent, like for 10 years. And then when we branched off and went to EXP, I had a number of people um, that said, you know, I want to go with you. I want to be on your team. I've never wanted a team because I don't want the responsibility. I, I'm not Catholic, but I have Catholic guilt, right? So if somebody can't pay their bills or have their lights on because, and I'm not feeding them enough leads, like I will, I will carry that burden. Um, That's not fun for me now. But what I do love is I love having a group of people and building each other up and helping each other out and being there and, and accountable. So what we've done is I have the Lux Property Group and there's five of us and we're all individual agents. So we have our own agreements with our brokerage. We have our own clients. We have our, 
we collaborate on marketing and things like that, but we work under the same brand. So we look bigger, right? And we meet on a weekly basis. We act like a team, um, but we don't have, you know, me as the required rainmaker bringing in leads. Mm -hmm. If I have leads to give, I'll refer them out. Um, but we refer business back and forth to each other. So I didn't want to be boss, if you will. I mean, I'm boss of Team Riley. I've got my family and, you know, pre-COVID, my husband was traveling internationally all the time, right? So I was home with the kids. I didn't want to have to be responsible for somebody outside of my family. And that sounds a little bit selfish, but that works for me. And so we just come together and we all collaborate and we help each other and build each other up. Um, so, but from the outside looking in, most people think we're an actual team. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, are curious about that too, because like when I figured out leverage, I mean, I've been an agent like six or seven years, but then again, I was also with my son, I was doing just enough to maintain and pay the bills and whatever. I wasn't really trying to get big, but yeah, I think there's so many different ways. The thing I love about real estate is that there are so many different ways to run your business and you really can figure it out the way that works best for you. And that to me is like, I always said when I got in real estate, like the sky is the limit. I always liked the idea that anything is possible with real estate. So I'll, I'll never let it go. Even no matter what, like, even if I refer out every single piece of my business, I will always be a real estate agent because the possibilities are just always, they just excite me for whatever reason. So it's good stuff. Well, I love that too. And I think that, you know, if we go back into what sometimes starts as necessity, it can then uncover a passion that you didn't know you have. Because if I look back at the kicking and screaming Renee so many years ago, right? I mean, like might've been some little like marital spats over. I really didn't want to come, That's but I didn't know then that you could craft and curate a part of the business to what spoke to your heart. And so now I couldn't imagine doing anything anything else because I get to I get to help other agents. I get to pour into them with what's worked for us mm -hmm. and watch that growth for others. That is fuel like I've never felt before, right? Like found my passion, not going anywhere, never been happier, but I had no idea. I had no clue. Don't know what you don't know. It sounds like it's you not a both got right yeah. to it. It's not a job to me. Like I wake up excited about who I get to help and who I get to talk to. And oh my gosh, Marissa, I just found the house. What do you think? You know, I mean, it's like I'm invested in that. You know, and if we lose that on multiple offer, I'm probably more defeated than they are, right? right. Because I just, I just get so excited. And, and like I said at the beginning, I treat my clients, and my goal is to treat my clients. Um, like they're my one and only. Now, do I fail in that sometimes? Do I get busy and drop balls? Absolutely. But my goal is always to make sure that they know that I'm advocating for them and that I'm not just their agent. I'm their friend. Like all of my clients turn into friends and lifelong referral sources. And, um, and, and that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. And it's very humbling. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I just want to make sure that I'm taking care of people. Like, like I'd want to be treated myself. That's super important. I think in this climate, I love, you know, two of the things that drive me in life is faith the size of a mustard seed um, and treating people like I would want to be treated, not how they've treated me, which a lot of times, especially right now, people are getting a little confused about what that is and treating people like you would want to be treated 
in your business will go so far. It will create those lifelong relationships. I completely agree. Before we wrap up, I want to ask both you guys, because I obviously asked you to come on this podcast because I think you're amazing. And I think that you have something to contribute. And as you know, the name of it is She's Unoffendable. And so Unoffendable, I'm asking everybody that I have on here to give me, tell me what area of your life, you know, for me, Unoffendable is sort of just living your life unashamed. You're making the decisions that work best for you. You're not having to bash somebody else. You're able to take others' opinions without them drowning you. Um, It's just like when you're really solid in life. So, and I know we're all a little older and so it's gotten easier, right? But what area of your life, or maybe it's all of it, are you in that space? And and how do you think you got there? Like, aside from being old, (laughs) aside from us all being old. All right, Riley, you're up. <laughs> I went first last time. You see how that she? You see how she twists this around? You gotta watch her, Rebecca. Like she's she's sneaky like that. You know, it's it's a it's a daily journey for me, mm-hmm. right? I am a people pleaser. I get my feelings hurt. Like I wish I didn't care what people thought. I wish. There, you know, I was more of, okay, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm not. Um, where I do think I've learned and I've grown. And again, that's, I'm always striving to be better in those areas. I'm very aware of it. I think that's the first key is just being aware of where you can improve. Um, where I think, and this is age and just experience, but is the confidence that I've, that, that I have, right? Um, not arrogance, but confidence, confidence in my authentic, genuine self that I truly want the best for somebody. And when I have that confidence and I have that, that steadfast understanding of where, how I'm approaching things, um, like I don't waver from that. I know that I can talk intelligently to a client. I know I can represent them well. I know I can advocate for my, my kids or my family if I'm confident in my beliefs and in my core. And so I used to not always be like that, you know, and people, I'd have to, fake it. And I'd always say, fake it till you make it. Right. And I would always teach on listings and I'm like, okay, if you get there, even if you don't want it, just pretend that you've got it. Like you've got that confidence. I'm like, just fake it. When I finally got past the point of having to fake it, that's when you can just kind of breathe. You know what I mean? So it it takes time. Mm -hmm. Um, And am I confident in everything? Absolutely not. Do I need to work on it? Yeah. I just told you some of the things that I struggle on a daily basis. Um, but that's what makes me real. Uh, if I got on here and said, oh yeah, I got it all figured out. Every single day is perfect. Well, you'd know it was BS and you see right through me. But I think it's growing into that confidence um, really, really um, is, is really kind of the goal. And, and I'm pretty proud of where I've, I've come from, if that makes sense. No, I love that. And I think that that's so true. It is a daily thing. I always say that with, you know, people that I, coach or they're my courses or even agents that I work with you, you it, there's never a, you're never going to get there you're never going to get it all done you're never going to graduate and finally be this person that you always thought you would be you're always going to be evolving and that's such a human thing to realize is that we don't have to know it all and and I honestly think that just you know 
I think there may be a difference between being a people pleaser, which I kind of see more as like a pushover and wanting to be kind to and help people. And I kind of see you on that side more than like a people pleaser. So maybe, maybe you should think about changing that name for yourself. I love it. I'll I'll take that into account. (laughs) I love it. I love that one too. I have to think I got to piggyback on what Elizabeth is sharing that the confidence has really been a game changer for me. And I know in business, it's often spoke about your unique value proposition, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really important that we as business owners all not only know, but have articulated and find confidence in. I have to say that even on the personal side of your life, you need to articulate what your confidence, what your strengths are, what you feel positive about. So your own personal unique value proposition, I think is really important. Um, I've not always been as confident as I am now. And I know where my strengths are and I know where my weaknesses are and I know what I have to learn more about. And there's a lot of freedom in that. Um, And being okay with all of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to Google my son's fourth grade math. Yep, I do. Totally okay with that. I missed that day of school. It's fine. I know where my other strengths are. And when I'm in my path of my strengths, no one is better than I am at what I do. And I I believe it. And I know it's true. And I think if we each identify that both from our business perspective and in our personal side with who we are and be okay with it and know that we're always learning. Like Rebecca, you saying it's about the journey. I, again, I know that's a saying and it sounds cliche. It couldn't be more, more true. Like we're not going to get there. Any <laughs> business goal, any production goal, like it's never going to end. You yeah. want to sell 20 million, 50 million, hundred million, whatever it is, you get there and you go like this is this what this feels like? I thought it was a lot different. Mm -hmm. It's about the A to B and what you're learning. So I just think understanding what your strengths are, being okay with the areas of improvement you need to focus on and just living in that with comfort is key. Yeah. I love that. You guys are amazing. You're like super smart chicks. I think you're amazing. We love you. You're like, you're, y'all are the best and to remind people where you're at and how they can find you. Cause if you're going to do real estate where these two ladies are, you definitely should hit them up. Oh. Okay. I'll go. Okay. Well, see, now she goes, now she goes, you see how this, uh-uh. well, you, you paused. So I was like going to fill this quiet. Yeah, oh my okay. goodness. So Renee Funk uh, out of Orlando, you can find us anywhere by searching my name um, at Renee Funk on most platforms. I'm literally everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And then also our entire team, the Fun Collection, would love an opportunity to earn relationships and serve you in any real estate needs or otherwise you have in the Central Florida market. We're everywhere and you can find us. Yeah, you're totally on LinkedIn because I'm always seeing your ass on LinkedIn. (laughs) I love LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. Huge opportunity there. I need to. I I am not... I've been a huge slacker. I built up my Instagram and then it was like, and I'm, I'm a little all over, but anyway, so go, <laughs> go Elizabeth. <laughs> she is all over LinkedIn. And I'm always like, Oh my gosh, I gotta be like Renee again. Comparison kills joy. Gosh, she's, she's a beast. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I'm Elizabeth Riley in Austin, Texas. I have the Lux property group. Um, 
www.luxepg.com is easy to find us. Uh, if you Google Elizabeth Riley, you might find a whole bunch of us. I'm not as fun as Renee Funk, like a name like that. But um, yeah, reach out. It's, if we can ever be a resource in and around the Austin area, we'd love to do that. And and Rebecca, you're just amazing. We think you're, you know, the bee's knees and you just are awesome at what you're doing and, and what you've accomplished. And I just love your story and that you you bring us all along with you. And just, I so love your friendship and appreciate you. I'm going to give you a shout out. And also, Rebecca, because you're such a badass, you got to come on our show. Like you're up you next, come on just show. saying. Let's do it. I'm down. You're going to be on the hot seat next. It's a lot different being interviewed. It's so much less big pressure interviewing. I know. No, it is. It is. I like to be on both sides because I'm passionate about both things. And I really didn't think I would like to interview. Not that I wouldn't like it, but I thought I would suck at it. So I was like, I'm not going to have people on there because the conversation is probably going to be bad. And I'm not. And then somebody was like, you just need to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take some. Yeah. Well, we you're amazing. Yeah, Yeah, you're amazing. We love you. Yay. Rebecca Hamilton. You're amazing. Oh, I feel all the love. All right, y'all go and check these ladies out. If you're looking for real estate and otherwise, I will see you back. And I'm giving you a Bye. Bye ladies.